Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also are now in anguish, but I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. On that day, you will not question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A few weeks ago, I, was, I drove home for the weekend to see my father. He lives in Pennsylvania, and when I, when I got home, you know, I put my stuff down, got myself comfortable, and my dad and I, we ordered dinner, and so a few hours later, it came time for I was going to go pick up the food, and I'm looking for my keys, which are always in my pocket, my robe, and for some mysterious reason, they weren't there, and so I thought, this is kind of funny, I've never lost my keys before, I've lost lots of things, but never keys. And so I took my dad's car, came back, we had dinner, and started looking for my keys, retraced my steps, did everything logical, and still no keys. And so the next day, I figured, okay, now it's time to kind of begin to look a little more intensely for my keys. And I had looked under the bed, looked under the couch. Once again, I retraced all of my steps. My dad was helping me look for my keys, and sure enough, they were nowhere to be found. And my dad said, you know, if you don't find your keys by tomorrow, we're going to have to call a locksmith to get, you know, to make a new key. I'm like, well, that's definitely not going to happen. We're not calling a locksmith. Sure enough, Sunday comes around. I'm looking for my keys. All of a sudden, there are my keys. Now, I'm not going to tell you where they were. (laughs) But it wasn't as obvious, okay, on Friday. But the point is, I found my keys, and when I found my keys, I did something that I've never done before, and I haven't done since. I took my keys in my hand, and I kissed them, (laughs) because I was so grateful that I found my keys. And to be honest with you, since since two months has passed, I have a whole new appreciation (laughs) for keys. And isn't it true that when we lose something and find it again, we tend to appreciate it even more? And, you know, unfortunately, we do this, or this is true of people. Sometimes we don't really appreciate someone until they've left our life for a little bit. And then we realize what a gift that person was in our life. 
and they come back in our life and we appreciate them anew. I think something very similar happens in our relationship with God. And we hear this today in the gospel and almost it's it's interesting because it's almost it almost happens twice today in the gospel. This gospel that we just heard is from John 16. And so we are sort of pre-passion, right? Jesus' passion in John begins in, in eight, chapter 18. And so Jesus in this gospel is preparing his disciples that he will be disappearing from their midst. And it's interesting because liturgically where we are right now, we just celebrated the ascension yesterday and we're in this sort of nine-day novena to Pentecost. And what has happened in the ascension? You know, Jesus once again has disappeared from the disciples' midst, at least in his, in his humanity. And, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I feel so bad for the disciples. They, they certainly must have had abandonment issues. Right? Jesus comes, and he goes, and he comes again, and then he goes. And, you know, we might be asking, what is God doing here? You know, is God trying to give them a nervous breakdown? <laughs> but the key thing, I, I believe, is that each disappearance of God is followed by a greater fullness. The passion, Jesus' disappearance in his passion, leads to the resurrection. It's the resurrection that provides a greater light, a greater insight into who Jesus is, which cannot happen unless he disappears. The ascension leads to Pentecost. Right? Pentecost is the great sending or the revealing of the Holy Spirit. When the whole Trinity now is fully revealed to the world. Without the revealing of the Holy Spirit, the life and the mission of the church cannot begin. But this requires that Jesus disappears. And so we see that God's absence always becomes a fullness. And this is so important for our spiritual life. So oftentimes we believe, or we think, or we even act as if God is absent from our life. God is never absent from our life. What he is sometimes is absent from our own sense experience. So there are periods in our life where I can't feel God, where I can't see God, where I can't sense his presence. And oftentimes it's in those moments of darkness or absence when God is revealing himself to us in a much deeper way, a way that is much greater 
that we can even comprehend. And so what we are called to do in these moments, maybe these periods of of absence and darkness in our life, is to wait and to trust. Because what does Jesus tell us today in the gospel? You will see me again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. And so God's absence, God's darkness, is always temporary. And in God's time, which is certainly never our time, but in God's time, that absence always becomes a fullness. A fullness of God's presence that we have not yet encountered. And strangely enough, what we are most in need of.